0: Hello and welcome to the Good Robot Andy's Season Three episode 19. Will it never End? Will <laughs> the Will the pain, Subtitles. Will the pain will never end, end for our listener?: <laughs> My name is Andy Balaam and this is Andy Cockerill.: And the film that we're talking about this evening is
1: Your name.:
0: Your name. And traditionally at this point in the podcast, I give a quick review and synopsis of the film based purely on its title, and Knowing. Absolutely nothing about it, um, and I. It immediately comes to mind that this is like a romantic comedy that thinks it's more than that, with a sort of waif-like girl in it <laughs> who um, who finds some meaning in life and also gets the guy.
1: Okay, that's interesting. Um, is that what it is.
0: Am I spot on?
1: Uh, you are in. You're in the right ballpark, in a way. Oh, go me. Go me. Um, but you may be thinking, so why am I talking about a rom com? Yeah,
0: that's what I am thinking. Okay, so
1: I'm not talking about a rom com. It's not a rom com. <laughs> okay, but you are correct in that there is a, a kind of romance involved here.
0: Uh-huh. And comedy.
1: Yes, and comedy, and some drama.
0: So um, by rom, by not a rom com, you mean you like it,
1: yeah? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a fan of rom coms, uh-huh. um, mainly because uh, when I watch them, I usually find that they they neither contain romance nor comedy, mm-hmm. so uh, they they kind of don't um, fulfil the remit.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, they, they yeah they're all part of um, the patriarchy crushing all of us into. Um, into these stereotype roles.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, So that, you know, uh, even something like Paul Feig's Bridesmaids is exactly that, even though Paul right. Feig is a, is a director that I admire a great deal and, and does make funny films.
0: I like Rebel, is she called Remember Rebel Wilson? Wilson? yeah, she's very funny. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Bridesmaids.
1: It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's got some good gross-out humour in it, if you like that kind of thing, which I do.
0: Shall I tell you what I like? What's that? I like sliding doors.
1: <laughs> ah, okay. I haven't seen that for a long time.
0: Which, um, which is a bit... I think that probably a lot of the listeners have lost a lot of respect for me. They're probably
1: turning off now or throwing their phone across the room. Yeah. <laughs> sliding doors. Yeah, it's it's highly regarded, sliding doors. Gore, sliding, sliding doors. Um, That'll be good. And uh, do you know, you probably know this, but uh, this is a trivia fact... Who who um, who sang the theme tune? Yeah, the no. the, the music. Who, no, I don't. know. There's a song. Uh, it was a band called Aqua, who mm-hmm. uh, did a song called Barbie Girl back in the nineties. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. So they did the theme tune, which is actually pretty good. You know, it's quite a good kind of okay. soapy ballady type song.
0: Okay. So is that before they sold out or after?
1: That was uh, after. So they did that after after Barbie Girl. Huh. But if you were to place them side by side in, in a in a completely blind listening test, that's a bit of a, a bit of a wrong thing to say. But <laughs> if you didn't know who it was, there's no way you would connect it up and say, oh, "Yeah, that's the same band."
0: That's fascinating. Yeah, there you but go. yeah. I basically i like i like sci-fi even when it's bad. Although not, I mean, not Star Trek, not that bad.
1: <laughs> you're not a you're not a you're not a Trek fan. I didn't know that.
0: It's a load of rubbish.
1: Wow. Okay. We're losing more listeners, we're hemorrhaging them by the second here.
0: <laughs> We'll be back down to one before we know it, which is, that's how we like
1: it. Which, incidentally, we should probably say hello to our, our listeners.
0: a uh, hello, listener.
1: We'll say hello to Scott. Hi, Scott. And we'll say hello to Simon.
0: Hi, Simon. We'll say hello
1: to Hayley. Hayley. And to Danny.
0: Danny. Uh. Kathy.
1: Who? Kathy, Kathy. yes. Kathy. Um... Yeah, so we'll say hello to all of them, because they're all awesome and they're our listeners. There there may be others, but they haven't made themselves known, so they don't get a shout-out.
0: Yeah, also hello to people I don't know whether I can say your name. Oh, really? Why? Well, they haven't given me permission, and they haven't written in, so...
1: Ah, okay, that's interesting. Uh, They need to write in, then. Although, yeah. although they may not want their name read out because they might be on the no. run or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: They are on the run, which is why I need to be careful. Okay, fair enough. Um, also because of the new um European Union legislation.
1: Oh well, another good reason to get out of the EU then.
0: Yeah. Then we won't have this pesky yeah, we, regulation. We can just
1: say we can just say like the names of really important us. spy type yeah. people on a podcast. And yeah. nobody can stop us.
0: There'll be nothing preventing us from acting. Uh, unethically with people's data
1: uh, and that is listener exactly what's going to happen <laughs> anyway mm. um, <laughs> this sh- film shall it's we called Your Name shall we crack on with the film so this is yeah, a Japanese anime
0: oh okay. It's okay
1: based on a novel of the same name it came out last year uh, so that's nice. 2017 if you're listening mm-hmm. to this in the future or indeed the past
0: well everyone's listening to it in the future everyone
1: everyone um so it is a Japanese animated romantic drama film written and mm-hmm. directed by Makoto Shinkai
0: what kind of animation
1: uh um, like,
0: realistic looking or? no,
1: it's sort of anime so uh big mm-hmm. big eyes and um yeah and no, actually that's a good point yeah it's not um it's not Pokemon mm-hmm uh, it's somewhere approaching some of the works of Ghibli, I would say. Okay. So slightly fantastical looking, but ultimately mm-hmm. rooted in reality. Yeah. Okay. Um, So the, it was um, produced by Comix Wave Films, and the music is composed by a Japanese rock band called Radwimps. Uh, called what? Radwimps. Okay. So that's a concatenation of two English words there. <laughs> <laughs> And it tells the story of a high school girl in Japan, in rural Japan, and a high school boy in Tokyo who swap bodies. Okay. Yep. So they swap bodies. It seems to happen randomly, but it only happens when they wake up from a good night's sleep.
0: So they have one day as themselves and one day as the
1: other one. Yeah, yeah. And they have no idea what the other one's done, except for everyone tells them, you were behaving really strangely yesterday.
0: (laughs) Have you swapped body with someone in Tokyo?
1: Yeah. and Have you swapped body with someone from the countryside? Um, so you have uh, sort of a double dose of culture shock, i.e. they swapped gender and lifestyle mm-hmm. as well, because the uh, the girl from the country really wants to go and live in Tokyo, so she's actually fairly happy. When she goes, th- mm-hmm. when she swaps bodies, but she's not happy being a, a young boy, mm-hmm. and likewise, uh, the young boy doesn't really want to be in the countryside, and um, isn't entirely happy being a girl. So you had mm-hmm. the uh, the culture shock of this. At the same time that this is happening, and this might be, or in fact is, uh, possibly the reason why it's happening, is a comet is passing very close to the Earth. And uh, very, very close, in fact. And as it gets closer, parts of it start to fall off and it splits into several pieces. Mm -hmm. And a piece of this comet... huge
0: monsters climb out of the sea. There
1: are no monsters, but a, but a, a piece of... I know. But a piece of this comet crashes to Earth and destroys a village. Okay. Or a town. And this town is the town where the girl lives. Right. And what you realise at the halfway point of this film is that not only are they swapping bodies, but they're also separated in time—three years of time, mm. in fact. So she okay. she is communicating communicating to him from the past. So how are they
0: communicating in some way?
1: Um, yeah, they manage to leave each other notes.
0: Oh, okay. okay.
1: So okay. on their they have smartphones, so they can leave each other notes on their smartphones, and also paper notes as well, to say where they're from and what their name is and all, wow, the, all it's this kind sort of thing. Of interesting. Yeah, it really is good. So uh, this uh, fragment of this comet destroys the Japanese town where the girl lives. hmm And the boy realises this
0: mm-hmm. and
1: thinks, well, how come I'm talking to you? And then he realises that they are separated in time.
0: So he's, he's forward from her?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um... So he he needs to try and figure out how he can um, get back to her to warn her that this is this is going to happen, yeah. And then they can take steps to to do something about it. So through sort of um, what Doctor Who fans would know as timey wimey jiggery pokery, <laughs> he manages to kind of meet up with her. Uh-huh. Uh, he goes to her, what remains of her hometown, and. Uh, they meet and they converse very briefly
0: in real time,
1: uh yes, kind of yeah, so still across yeah in real time, yeah, so she's in her time frame, and he's in his, but they manage to converse, okay, and he tells her what's happening uh what's coming because she's not wasn't aware you know it all happened so quickly she wasn't aware that it was the part of the comet that did that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um she 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 then as a kind of, as a spirit goes back and uh tries to fix get people out of the town by um engaging the town's emergency broadcast system which um a lot of Japanese towns have even in mm-hmm. the countryside i suppose a holdover from being nuclear bombed twice makes them yeah. makes them a bit um, jittery so they've got an emergency broadcast system and she uh sort of hijacks it and um, doesn't say what's coming because she doesn't think that people would believe them. Mm -hmm. But she gets a couple of her friends to um, destroy the local electricity substation using dynamite to Mm -hmm. sort of uh, pretend that there's a forest fire coming in and that they need to evacuate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she does manage to evacuate quite a few people, but we're not sure when the comet hits whether she has survived or not.
0: Okay, Um, but even though she was in the future? yeah.
1: Yeah, Uh, but then there's a little postscript where we see somebody walking in Tokyo and this somebody walks past the the young boy and he looks up uh, as if to say, I know that person, and then they meet up and the last words of the film are, what is your name or what's your name? So uh, it's really good. It's really, really good. And uh, the thing with it is, one of the things with it is, is that I tried to watch this with with my wife. We got halfway through and we weren't really enjoying it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of getting into the tone and the feel of it was, was quite difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it was hugely successful worldwide, it's now the most successful Japanese anime ever. So it's okay. outstripped all of the Studio Ghibli films, including Spirited Away. Oh. Um, so, it, it did very well at the box office. Uh, it did very well. So is it quite
0: mainstream in feel.
1: Well, yes. I mean, uh, but but we struggled with it. And then I mm-hmm. sat down and watched it again with my son, because mm-hmm. he's a massive anime fan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when we got to the plot twist, which happens about halfway through, uh, it, it was it was incredible. You know, it's like it changed from being a rom com uh, into quite hardcore fantasy sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I suppose the, the concept of it is quite sci-fi anyway, the body-swapping stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, it had an internal logic that seemed to work. Mm-hmm. And the sense of sort of mysticism and sci-fi kind of put together is really effective in, it, in the way that uh, Japanese films quite uniquely managed to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. There are different, like there are films that just use some sci-fi idea in order to to achieve some um not really sci-fi plot. Okay. And then there are films that take take their sci-fi seriously, right? So Yeah. It sounds like you you thought it was one and it turned out to be the other.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I I uh, knew very little about it going in. So I just thought it was a body swap comedy drama romance type thing. So when, this, when the twist arrived, it was a huge, huge surprise and very satisfying. Mm. Very satisfying because it kind of gave a lot of weight to what these people had been experiencing in that suddenly there was a sense of urgency about his actions. In that Right. Mm. You know, because if it had carried on in the way that it started, that would be kind of insufferable. Yeah. Um, but the way that it switches then is very effective and very well done. Oh. Um, so the uh, there are sort of sequences in it that are sort of fantasy-like that are reminiscent of some of Studio Ghibli's works. Uh, I know that's my only touchstone because I haven't seen that much Japanese, <laughs> Japanese anime. So, you know, Ghibli mm-hmm. is probably my most... That's the thing I can talk about the most in terms of mm-hmm. what it looks and feels like. Um, so there are sort of fantasy sequences that are very reminiscent of... Um, things like Spirited Away.
0: I find those films quite boring. Mm. They're quite long.
1: Uh, yeah, sometimes they are. Yeah. Actually, the, um, the Red Turtle is produced by Ghibli.
0: Yeah, 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 but not actually made by them, right? No,
1: no. So it's the f- yeah. their first production of a film that wasn't made by them.
0: I didn't find that boring. I liked it.
1: Yeah, it's great. I'm not sure I could watch it again soon, though. It was quite, I found it to be quite emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but you don't really feel emotions, so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel emotions.
0: <laughs> I watched Train to Busan. Oh, wow. Were you in bits? I felt, I felt a lot of emotion. Mm. I was covered in tears.
1: Yeah. Oh, incidentally, I went to see Black Panther on ah, I'm Sunday.
0: I'm to see that fairly
1: soon. It's really good.
0: Is it, though, or is it just another action film... Just like Wonder Woman that people said was good and actually was boring. I oh, know, you didn't like
1: Wonder Woman. You were kind of out of step yeah. with pretty much everyone there, but but that's okay. Yeah. Um, um, yeah.
0: Yep. It was just another one of those films. Black Panther. Been, I'd had my hopes raised.
1: Black Panther is a cultural watermark. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh,
0: that's very exciting, yeah. Yeah, it
1: is. And, but not just that. It's also really well made. It's got a great mm-hmm. script, uh, a really good ensemble cast that you know Marvel just seems to be able to assemble incredible ensemble casts.
0: Does it have any subtlety?:
1: Yes, lots. Yeah.
0: okay. I'm looking for a, a measure of subtlety. There's
1: a line, uh, no spoilers, but there's a line that the, the protagonist says at the end of the film that is incredibly powerful. And is a massive kind of, well, it, it's a, again, it's another cultural watermark. In a film like this, that's in a film like um, Black Panther, that is mainstream Hollywood blockbuster fare, it deals with some big issues and some big subjects. Uh, one of those being that um, Martin Freeman plays a character in it. He's a character that has already appeared in the in the Marvel movies, and when he um, rocks up in Wakanda, somebody refers to him as a coloniser. So, uh, and that's, to me, that's quite a big deal in terms Mm -hmm. of, it's addressing that, it's addressing the fact that uh, the West, or at least white people, have brought nothing but pain and suffering to Africa. (laughs) And um, that's addressed in that one line. And again, later on in the film, where the main protagonist says a line that is, that I keep thinking about because it is a, it's important.
0: I, I hope I like it because I I would like to, but we'll have to see. I like, I, yeah, I've been so disappointed by these films. I, I just pretty much given up on them, but this one seems worth giving it a go. Is it, which am I supposed to like Marvel or the
1: other one? No, which are you supposed to like? Uh, well, it depends on it depends largely on um which one you like in the real world. So, you know, do you like DC or Marvel? Are you a comic book fan at all? Not really. Okay.
0: I mean, I liked the first Batman film. That's
1: DC. What okay. ba- Batman Begins, the one with Bale.
0: No, no, no. No, the first Oh, Batman Michael Keaton.
1: Film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good that. He's really good, Michael yeah. Keaton. He's got the. He kind of treads that line between madness and intensity.
0: I guess I like Judge Dredd, kind of, but I, will, I never really read it when I was a kid. Uh,
1: have you seen the latest Judge Dredd the one with Carl Urban? No. Oh, it's really good. No. Really, really good. That came out in twenty eleven or twenty twelve, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't think I have. Yeah, it's
1: fantastic. It's on TV quite a lot. You should uh, set mm. your TV recording software to record it. I am the law. Yes, not that one. (laughs) I didn't break the law. I am the law. I am the law. That is... is, (laughs) I I went to see that at the cinema. Uh And I quite enjoyed it. Um, See,
0: I am capable of of enjoying rubbish films. So, you know, the fact that these Marvel films don't do it for me. Mm. Like, I liked the remake of um, the Mars film, the Arnie film. Well, not remake, you know, like Reboot. Yeah, which you think is rubbish. It's it? it is rubbish. But, I mean, yeah, there was nothing to it. But I enjoyed that. So it's not that I don't like empty films. It's that something about the emptiness of these superhero films just makes me bored. Hmm. I also don't like empty films. That's why I always have to ask you what the point is. Okay, yeah.
1: But sometimes there isn't one. Although I don't think I've ever said that on this podcast.
0: No, you should say that if that's true. Yeah. So what's the point of your name?: Your
1: name What is the point of your name? Um, it puts a the fresh point of your name.: <laughs> It puts a fresh spin on the pretty tired rom-com format.
0: by Andrei- Does it mean something? This, the, the body swap and the time shift, does that mean something? Is it a metaphor?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. I think uh, the boy is kind of well, yeah, the boy is pretty self-centered and boyish. And this whole experience gives him a new perspective on on the world and life and the universe and mm-hmm. everything. So, you know, he, he kind of does quite a lot of growing up quite quickly, uh, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what else does it teach us? That if there's a massive comet coming, you should get away as quickly as possible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm waiting for Danny to... Um... Contact us next week and tell me what the real meaning of the um, the body swap is. Well, she won't like know she because with, she hasn't um, seen the whole film. Like she did with um, <laughs> Thingy. It
1: oh, called? yeah, Colossal. Colossal, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hopefully she'll have spotted it in the first half. That was
1: some good correspondence, yeah. listener. I'm looking at you, listener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um okay. So that, well, I mean it sounds yeah. It uh, it sounds like an
0: interesting idea. It
1: is it is a really really impressive film. Uh I watched it in the Japanese version with English subtitles. But mm-hmm. there is a version with a with a dubbed soundtrack. If you don't like subtitles, which some people don't.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't I I would find I think I'd find dubbing more off-putting than subtitles these days.
1: Right, yeah. There was a time when that was the default position. Um with things like Monkey that was on television on the BBC back in the seventies, maybe eighties, no. No, you're you, before my time. No, you're not that you're not that young.
0: <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch ITV.
1: It was on BBC.
0: Monkey. Well,
1: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so. Um I'm hanging out there. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was the default position. Things were dubbed quite badly.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Um, what was going to say? I was going to say something. Yes, yeah, so the reason why I mentioned Black Panther mm-hmm, is because mm-hmm. there's a brief interlude in Black Panther that's quite Bond-like in its execution. Mm-hmm. Oh, Andy Serkis has a cameo in the film as an also mm-hmm. a character that's already been seen before in another Marvel film. Mm-hmm. Uh but they rock up in Busan in uh, South oh. South Korea.
0: Right?
1: Which actually looks quite glamorous and not at all full of zombies. Ah,
0: oh, gutting.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, it looks like quite a nice place. Uh so yes, yeah, so that's your name.
0: So, yeah, that's uh, it sounds okay. So, did we have we talked about how I watched Mother Oh, no, we on haven't. This podcast Let's talk about that, yeah. So you say that we can't do a podcast on it.
1: Well, okay, so so that's what I wanted to talk about. Really, is um, you've now is that s- because you have now seen.
0: Is it because spoilers would be too spoilerific? No, or because it's inappropriate. Or- no,
1: I think some of the content might be inappropriate. That's what I really wanted to talk to you about. Is uh, do you mm-hmm. think we could we could do it on this podcast?
0: Well, I think if we left out the last twenty minutes, <laughs> that's quite a lot. But gave the flavour of the shape
1: of the film. Yeah.
0: So what? Let's let's. Should should we not talk too much about Mother because we might do a podcast? I think maybe we
1: should do it. We should talk about it somewhat after we finish recording this one.
0: Should we do an extra on Mother? Yeah. Okay. Let's do an extra on Mother. Let's do an extra.
1: Yeah. Mother.
0: All right. No more about Mother. Okay. So, I watched. I we. I told you I watched Mad Max. Yes. On top of my TV at the moment, I've got Blade Runner 2049 to rewatch, Ooh. and also, which I haven't watched yet, and also, Dunkirk, which I've never seen, oh. which I'm waiting to watch.
1: Yeah,
0: I've seen Dunkirk. I don't know whether I'm going to like that. I went
1: to see Dunkirk at the cinema.
0: Right. Yeah. I suppose it should be seen in IMAX, right? But
1: on the biggest screen what can possible. You do? What can you do? <clears throat> on the biggest screen possible. So I watched it at the cinema. Not on IMAX, just in a regular widescreen format. Mm-hmm. And I think for the last fifteen minutes, I was in bits, quite right. quietly in bits. Right. And then when the film ended, I was properly in bits.
0: So on a, on a scale of one to Train to Busan, <laughs> what are we talking?
1: Uh well, okay. So can I do a different scale? Because Train to Busan did move me, but not as much as it did you. Can I do the Uh Inside Out scale?
0: Oh, I haven't seen Inside Out, but I'll have to imagine.
1: So I went to see Inside Out at the cinema a couple of years ago, and I was properly Mm -hmm. in bits at the end of that. Mm -hmm. Like, properly, Mm -hmm. like, chest-heaving, kind of, (laughs) oh, my God! Um, (laughs) So Dunkirk kind of crept up on me. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, I don't have any relatives of mine who fought in the Second World War or who mm-hmm. were at Dunkirk. But uh, no spoilers, because uh, you haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. But it really does bring home the enormity of the task mm-hmm. at hand mm-hmm. and also the futility of war and death and things like that. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I watched it this the seminar, Then I watched it at home and it had exactly the same effect on me even though i mm. uh, this is the second time round it mm. it's really good i mean it's really really mm. good mm. and it it cleverly um it it moves away from the the epic scale of it and focuses on three stories <coughs> right
0: yeah, yeah. That, they're all
1: very distinct mm-hmm. but all very important and yeah,
0: i'm looking forward to that yeah
1: it's good it's really good.
0: I'm, uh, I, I'm probably going to see Black Panther at the cinema, so I'll report back about that.
1: Oh, cool. So you can tell me it's boring.
0: Yeah, I can tell you it's just things crashing into things. It's not, though. Yeah, but people said that about Wonder Woman. Like, and the politics of that was supposed to rescue it, and I found the politics pretty offensive.
1: Hmm. Okay. So, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. I just <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so, Black Panther. What else have you got to watch? Anything?
0: <laughs> we run out of steam.
1: Um, what else have I got on top of my TV? A couple of other things.
0: But yeah, I, I really, I want to talk about Mother. Mother!
1: Yeah, let's talk about Mother after so this podcast. Let's,
0: let's finish off, finish up the podcast and then talk about Mother.
1: Okay, plug away. <laughs> okay, um,
0: so I like playing with programming type stuff. I have a blog and a YouTube uh, and I wrote a game called Rabbit Escape. But recently I've been playing with a new thing I made, which is a little um, way of making animations, like computer-generated animations, by... Um, typing in letters and symbols and things that that have meanings like turn left and walk forward and things like that. It's kind of like, sort of a bit like Logo, except your program repeats over and over and over. Mm. Uh, It's called Graft and I've launched it slightly today because I put, I wrote a bot that sits on Mastodon and if you if you toot at it, which is what Mastodon is a bit like Twitter
1: only only less less evil. evil. Yeah,
0: And instead of tweeting you toot. So if you toot at Graft uh, these, these instructions saying you know turn left, walk forward and so on uh, Graft will toot back to you uh, an animated gif of your, your design <coughs> um, so I launched that today and, and someone actually played with it and I was very very excited. Oh that's cool
1: that's very cool.
0: So it's not, it's not got many features yet but soon when it's a bit more advanced I'll uh, I'll start telling more people about it.
1: So um, has it become self-aware?
0: Um, as far as I know, it hasn't become self-aware so far.
1: Okay, so it's just a matter of time then.
0: Well, it's yeah. Well, so first it needs to become Turing
1: complete. Ah oh, yes, but we'll get there. You'll get there, and then it will take over. You'll go. Um, is your plugging done? That's, my That's Okay, so I present a radio show on uh, Glastonbury FM 107.1 in the Glastonbury Street and Wells area so of So you can Sunset. hear that
0: anywhere up, or, up and down the street.
1: Near the Wells. Um, anywhere by the Wells. It's a movie reviews and music show. We also talk about uh, films that are on at local venues. Movies that are on TV at the weekend. Some DVD picks. I also plug this show, this podcast, on that show, Mm-hmm. Um, and also that show on this podcast. so <laughs> that's,
0: that's presumably why we've gone above one listener. It's got to be.
1: It's, it must be. It must be why we've got yes. so many downloads.
0: You're using your platform.
1: My platform. So that goes out live between 6 and 7 on a Thursday, repeated on Friday at 2 o'clock. There are podcast signups of it. Search for Movie Mashup, no camel case, no caps, on your podcasting app of choice.
0: Um, oh, and also rate and review. Rate oh, and review. yes, yes, yes,
1: listener. So, very important. If you subscribe and listen on iTunes, uh, please rate and review the Good Robot Andes. Uh, we don't get anything from it financially. Uh, you don't either. So you might be thinking, well, why do I need to do this? Well, why would I do that? Well, the answer is that uh, the more rate and reviews and likes and good reviews we get... Uh, the more other people get to listen to us. So we get recommended to other people. Uh, So uh, that's why.
0: Then in here somewhere I insert dot, dot, dot profit. Is that right?
1: Uh, Yeah, exactly. We make loads of money out of it. No, we don't (laughs) make anything out of it.
0: At some point, yeah, then in some way... uh, In some way. We get to um, (laughs) get paid to do Wayne's World.
1: Wayne's World, Wayne's World.
0: I was thinking about that,
1: Waynesworld. It went bad,
0: horribly wrong. We don't want to get paid to do No, this no, no, more. we don't. But I was thinking about... We've learned how, from Waynesworld. How
1: funny that, that scene is in Waynesworld where they move it to the fancy studio. Yeah. And Wayne goes to play his theme music and then this really cheesy metal comes <laughs> over the speakers. <laughs> and he's like looking around and thinking, what is that?
0: <laughs> Mike Myers is using his acting really well in that... Yeah, it's, in that it's bit. terrific. I and mean, similar bits.
1: Okay, so... Uh, this is Noah okay. Noah Vanderhoff. Nice name, <laughs> not. It certainly does suck.
0: <laughs> what a great film. Yeah, I must watch that again. Also, the sequel, and it's, it's one of those films where you um often the quotable bits are from the sequel. Yeah, the,
1: Christopher Walken is really great in the sequel. Yeah, but they introduced Aerosmith, and Aerosmith just don't have Alice Cooper's
0: <laughs> presence. Alice Cooper is amazing. He's a legend, he talks isn't about he?
1: Millie Wacke. <laughs> he's a legend. The thing is, is that Alice Cooper knows what he's in. <laughs> yeah. He knows what he's doing in that scene and he delivers it yeah. perfectly. Whereas yeah. Steven Tyler just doesn't really get it. No. Um My favourite bit of the sequel
0: uh-huh. is uh The Weird Naked
1: Indian? Uh no actually I'm not sure whether I can say this on this podcast I don't think I can but the second if, half of if the, you book them they will come uh, that one's good but uh, I love I wasn't I love sure that. about I've the naked Indian um I learned though. about life <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the second part of the gag is Christopher Walken saying to Garth you want me to say what is that right <laughs> yeah. what in a Christopher Morgan... What you want me to say? What? And <laughs> <laughs> God says something really
0: funny. Then, like he he wants the world to, the earth to swallow him up or something. I can't. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and uh, see, there are some funny lines in the sequel. It's just that, yeah. it doesn't add up to much.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's hard to follow, the first one. Oh
1: yeah, it's fantastic.
0: I even liked um, what's his name.
1: Not what's his name, Rob Lowe.
0: Oh no, I definitely liked Rob Lowe. Um, I even liked the rock musician who has a cameo as a bouncer.
1: Oh, Meatloaf.
0: Meatloaf, yeah.
1: We can't really. I think th- We can't really talk about that scene because it's got some swearing in. But I, oh, right. I was thinking about that scene <laughs> as well the other day.
0: It's a. Se- um, I- yeah, musically I think he's almost unforgivable but No,
1: me. he's not. He's not. <laughs> he's not that bad. He is. Or at least it knows what it is. It's not passing itself off of anything other than Pomp Rock.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh
1: what a great film. <laughs> You've got a wistful look in it. Yeah it is. I must rewatch it. It's great.
0: <laughs> oh that might be a bit disappointing though. Maybe it's best left where it is.
1: No going to do it. Okay. I'm
0: going to do it. Maybe we should do a special podcast where we watch it and talk all the way through it and ruin it.
1: That would be interesting. Yeah. I wonder if we're allowed to do that, copyright-wise.
0: Well, we have it so quiet that you can't even tell. Oh, yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah.
0: We have to describe We're doing like an audio described Wayne's World. <laughs> it's going to be our most popular episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe next time we see each other in the flesh, in some way, in some context where that's possible, we could do that. I
1: think that I, I like that idea. Or maybe we could watch Hacksaw Ridge.
0: Oh, which I haven't seen. Yeah. No, maybe not. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I understand the reference.
1: <laughs> yes, but what's his position?
0: <laughs> you know, that's one of our most popular podcasts. I don't... Uh,
1: what, because it's a train wreck? On, on
0: SoundCloud, <laughs> I don't know why it's... <laughs> terrible yeah
1: never again um, <laughs> what did yes so is it um, should we uh, should we go for mother should we, <laughs> so, should we well should, let's end, should we, we end, end. This, should we end this one should we end this one okay
0: well, thanks a lot listener sorry for the last five minutes you've had to <laughs> hope, you, hope you enjoyed the bit before. be careful
1: out there see you next time bye